You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. The service is provided by the Lexio Divinia team, part of the Love Burwim Day family. This ministry who invites you all to share this reflection and your love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ. As Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very good morning, or good afternoon, as the case may be. Um, and I'd like to welcome the members of the LOV community um, who are hoping to read and pray and to live the gospel. And, um, and to anyone else I'm speaking to at the moment. Today is All Saints. And we know this because All Hallows was or Halloween, or All Hallows Eve, or Halloween was yesterday, and you were probably annoyed by people coming around asking for treats. Um, but it's not a bad thing, really, because it's nice to celebrate on the great feast days of the church. And this is, in a sense, the feast day of the church, because this is the feast of all the saints, all of those who are canonized, all those who are beatified, all of those who are neither, but happen to be in heaven. And so I'd just like to say a few words about this. The readings, by the way, the first reading is from the book of the Apocalypse. Um, and this is the one where it says, after that, I saw a huge number, impossible to count, of people from every nation, race, tribe and language. They were standing in front of the throne and in front of the land. Anyway, it's apparently a good place to be because then they're all in heaven. So who is a saint? Um, sometimes... Uh, especially in, in Protestant groups, they translate the word, the Latin word sanctus, um, or the Greek word agios, which occurs, both of them occur quite frequently in the um, in the Bible. They translate those as saints. The normal translation would be holy. Um, and because the word agios or sanctus, firstly, it applies to people, um, it applies to things other than people, it applies to things, it applies to places, it applies to whole groups of people, it applies to the church. And it would be odd to call a church a saint, it would be odd to call the Oak of Mamre a saint, it would be odd to call um, the people of God, the people of the Catholic Church, a saint. Nevertheless, um, this is the way some people translate it, probably wrongly. The word saint in normal English means someone who is in heaven. And that's the beginning and the end of it, really. How do we get to heaven? When we die, we know that we're going to be judged. And at that judgment, we're going to know. As soon as we're judged, we're going to know whether we go to heaven or to hell. There is really no other choice. If someone said to, um, if someone said, do you want to be a saint? It's worth bearing in mind that the only alternative is to go to hell. Either you're going to be a saint in heaven after you die, or you're going to go to hell and face 
eternal damnation, eternal unhappiness, eternal misery, eternal despair, eternal um, lack of the presence of God. Or you're going to be a saint for all eternity. So that's the choice which is given to us. And that choice is worked out, not just in an answer in words, but in an answer with the whole of our lives during our time on earth. When we die, we're going to go to the judgment. Um, we're going to go to the judgment seat of Christ. And depending on which picture you quite like, and I don't think you have to adhere too slavishly to any of them, or you can if your mind is very expansive, um, apply them all. Um, what happens when we die is we go to the judgment seat. And on this judgment seat, there is in front of us the book of life. And the book of life isn't the book of everyone's life, well it might be, but in particular it's the book of my life, of the book of the life of the person who's died. And some people sort of think of it as like a ledger, where all your good actions are on one side, and all the bad actions are on the other, and they add up, and they see at the bottom whether on the whole you've come out positive or negative. And if you come out positive, then you go to heaven. If you come out negative, then you go to hell. Um, this is probably a rather simplistic way of putting it, partly because actions, good or bad, are very difficult to quantify exactly, or indeed at all. Instead, um, some people say it's more like the parable of our Lord, where he says, did you see me lonely? Did you, did you see me um, hungry or naked? Did you see me in prison or sick? Um, did you visit me? Did you look after me? Did you give me a home? Did you give me food? Did you give me a drink? And they will, and the person might well say, but Lord, if, it, if I'd known it was you, if I would have done all these things for you. Um, and our Lord says, but if you fail to do it to the least of one of these brethren of mine, you failed to do it to me. Or if you did it to one of the least of the brethren of mine, mine, you did it to me. So that's another way of seeing the judgment. Another way, which tends to be a bit liberal, but I'll say it anyway, is that um, have you devoted your life to Christ? Have you chosen Christ as your option? Have you, despite any number of falls, some of which could be quite grievous, have you in the end opted for Christ? Have you wanted to be a Christian? Have you wanted to follow Christ and his teachings? Even though you didn't manage to do it um, perfectly, or even very much, or sometimes hardly at all, nevertheless, if that's what you wanted in your heart, some would say it's that on which the judgment is based. With the judgment there will be, and at that judgment you'll be told, or you will understand. And some people say, and this would be my view, um, that at the judgment on that, on when we die, we won't need to be told because all earthly things will be stripped away. And the only thing that will be visible, and it will be visible to physical eyes, the only thing which will be apparent, the only thing which will be obvious will be the state of our souls. And we will know whether the state of our souls makes us condemned to hell, or maybe through the mercy of God, worthy of heaven. So that's, um, that's the first thing. The second thing is um, 
those of us who die with sins on our soul, um, even quite minor ones, um, nevertheless have to have those sins um, taken away and forgiven. I sort of compare it to trying to put in a plate into a microwave, and if the plate or a cup has even got a little bit of gilding, a little bit of metal, that metal will be discovered straight away as soon as you turn the microwave on. It will spark and it will find that metal. There is no hiding it. You can't sort of pretend it's not there or hide it with a bit of food. The microwave itself will, will decide. And we will, if we try to go to heaven with any sin on our soul, that sin will be discovered straight away. It's as though heaven itself would spark and reject us from heaven because we're not worthy to enter heaven with any sin on our soul. At some point, I think I'm going to um, enlarge on this a bit more because I've only left myself one minute to talk about um, heaven itself and the saints. All the people in heaven are saints. All the people in heaven, whether they've been canonized or not, whether they led, led a life of great fame or a complete obscurity, whether they were lauded by the world or completely ignored by it or even rejected by it, all those people in heaven are now completely happy, completely full of joy. Um, they're in the presence of God and all the people around them, even those whom they may have known in this life, um, even those people they may have disliked or even hated, may have hated them. They will now find a great love for each other and the love of God, which binds us, which will bind us together in heaven, will bind all the saints in heaven, which will overwhelm any, completely overwhelm and change any little jealousies and annoyances that we may have found in each other in our life on earth. So I'm going to have to enlarge on some of these points at some other time, um, but that's probably more than enough for today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I'll end with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thank you. The Lectio Divinia team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the word of God and gave you the strength to put the word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by emailing them to us using the following email address as love l o v underscore verbum day v e r b u m d e i at outlook.com The Wednesday and Tuesday prayer group gathering respectively at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. UK time will pray particularly for these prayers. If this homily has enlightened or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and on your social media. Have a blessed week.